Welcome to Healthy and Happy, a program sponsored by the Easter Maker Conference of Seventh-day Adventists and aired right here on NCUFM, your education and your wellness station. We have so much lined up in store for you this week, so we invite you to stay tuned. I'm your host, Adis Jonas Murphy. Rejoice in this Thank you so very much for staying tuned to Healthy and Happy, of course, produced by the East Jamaica Conference. Now, in studio, I have with me Dr. Jerome Stern. He is a general practitioner and he is also a supporter of natural remedies. He counsels people also on the benefits of using natural remedies. Doc, good evening. How are you? I'm well. A pleasure to be here. <laughs> Thank you so very much. You're looking healthy and happy. And of course, we are just delighted to have this chit-chat with you. Um, yes, and I think <laughs> God said, make us healthy, happy and holy. <laughs> Indeed, he has. Friends, there has been much talk about what's happening in our society now as it relates to the coronavirus. The World Health Organization, that's the WHO, and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention are closely monitoring an outbreak caused by a novel coronavirus in Wuhan City, the Hubei province in China. Chinese authorities first identified the new coronavirus, which has resulted in 291 confirmed human infections in China as at January 21, 2020, with three deaths reported. Of course, that number is increasing. A number of countries, including the United States, are actively screening incoming travelers from Wuhan, and exported cases have been confirmed in other countries such as Thailand, Japan, and South Korea. Um, there are also, you know, fears about it getting to the Caribbean dock, and Jamaica is on the lookout. We are, yeah. of course, protecting our borders because mm. we don't want to see the coronavirus here. Now, the first question that comes to my mind is this. Yeah. How on earth <laughs> did this coronavirus come about? How did it come about? You know, it is said that nobody really knows. It is thought it could be a mutation mm-hmm. of one of these coronaviruses, a SARS-type virus, mm. uh, a new mutation mm-hmm. that somehow started in a snake somewhere in one province in China. Oh, boy. And uh, ended up in an animal in an animal market there. Mm. And somehow the virus has crossed species and moved from animals to, to man. humans. Mercy. Humans. Mm-mm. So that's a suggested mechanism for its Origin. Interesting. Very interesting. Now, we have been watching news reports. We have been seeing cancellation of major programs, um, sporting events even. We're cautious because we don't want to catch this coronavirus. But what exactly is the coronavirus? Let's start with its definition. Well, there's a type of virus that's related to the SARS mm-hmm. virus. You know, the SARS some years ago uh, caused an epidemic yes. and caused quite a few deaths. So, so it's a similar type of virus, mm-hmm. um, and it's called corona because of its structure. Mm-hmm. It has a ring-like structure around the top of it, mm-hmm. virus particle that looks like a, could look like a crown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's called coronavirus, and it's, neo, it's a new one, so it's neo coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, the flu-like virus, mm-hmm. it could cause symptoms similar to the flu. 
Mm. That's maybe the simplest way we could try to describe what it is about. All right. So you hit some of the you hit the, the whole matter of the symptoms being similar to the flu virus. Let's talk about some of the symptoms and how could we distinguish between the coronavirus and the flu virus or other types of viruses? Well, first of all, a person having the virus could have symptoms like headaches, mm-hmm. fatigue, feeling unwell, mm-hmm. fever, symptoms that you come along with a virus infection. Right. And if such a person has been in any way con- in contact with someone from Yuan province in, in, in China mm-hmm. or been there themselves, Mercy. <clears throat> well, um, that would raise suspicion. Right. You know, these symptoms plus this uh, recent travel history, etc. Mm-hmm. So that is what the first step in trying to differentiate. The second step will be doing testing. So far, it will be like testing, not blood, blood tests, but uh, body fluid testing. Okay. Like urine and um, maybe sputum. Mm-hmm. As of now, as far as I know, there's no blood tests. Although I hear the Chinese have recently developed a <laughs> kit for testing. So these are probably going to be like hot, uh-huh. hot bread. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, um, okay. <coughs> The coronavirus, it resembles to a great extent uh, the flu virus. So you listed some of the symptoms, the headache, the general feeling of being unwell. Of course, the cough is a part of it, fever, runny nose, sore throat. But doc, I am not seeing how this is very different from the flu. And um, some Jamaicans may be listening and saying, but hold on, I thought it was worse than this. I don't need to necessarily take as much precaution, do I? Well, I think you should still take the precautions because if you're not really sure about your immune status, mm-hmm. you might be running a risk of getting a severe infection of it. Mm-hmm. So those young babies and advanced age adults mm-hmm. are the persons who would be at risk of developing severe infections. Mm. Persons with existing medical challenges, medical conditions, mm-hmm. um, especially respiratory tract conditions, mm. lower respiratory tract conditions, that especially um, emphysema or mm. bronchitis or asthmatics, mm-hmm. chronic lung conditions. Persons like those mm-hmm. could develop pneumonia. Mm. And then, then, and then of course, the virus could weaken the immune system and then what might be a simple thing become very serious. Mm. So... Yes, we need to take some standard precautions to reduce our risk. Mm-hmm. Because even if we might be in, in a reasonable healthy state, we might expose weaker persons right. to it in any case mm-hmm. and still increase the risk on, on, of others. Mm-hmm. So yes, we need to be either protecting ourselves or protecting others mm-hmm. by taking measures to protect ourselves. Man, well, you know, we're still in the flu season. The flu has yes. not yet dissipated and I'm telling you, it's probably one of the worst I've seen in a while. Yes. Almost every pharmacy I went to, everybody was saying, you know, <laughs> pharmacolon flu uh, tablets, please, or Panadol, colon, whatever, you know, they needed. Um, quite a few persons were affected by the influenza virus. Do you think that our society, based on your personal observation, that we take great care in proper hygiene or in reducing the transmission of these kinds of viruses? Well, um, maybe you could say it could be better. Mm -hmm. I've seen quite a few people going around with their hand sanitizer, for instance, and ladies with their hand sanitizer stuck on the bags, the handbag, etc. Mm-hmm. And there are people who are careful about 
whole, how they hold doorknobs using tissue papers <laughs> to hold the doorknobs, yes. So uh-huh. there's a certain level of awareness, uh-huh. but it could be better. Okay. For, you know, I've seen people who are coughing and just coughing in the mm-hmm. public. Is there a way to build immunity against the virus though, Doc? I mean, similar to how the influenza shots work, yes. where you, you inject the virus into the individual to kind of... Uh, prevent it from attacking. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it does not exist yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm always an advocate for enhancing the immune system. Mm-hmm. Doing your best to enhance the immune system means getting adequate rest, mm-hmm. number one. Mm-hmm. Avoiding sugar and sweet drinks. Mm. Why? sugar, especially, if, you know, food that has sugar added in there, mm-hmm. that's not there in the natural state, mm-hmm. that sugar weakens the immune system. Oh, wow. It will make the white blood cells in the system weaker, mm-hmm. um, and you can measure that. Mm-hmm. Let's reduce the number of white blood cells, especially like a person, for instance, a person who had a soft drink mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with about 20 teaspoons of white sugar. <laughs> wow. now, that, that's too much for a child, much less an adult. Mm-hmm. And you can take the drink and then look at the white blood cell count and find out in a half or an hour's time, mm-hmm. the number of white blood cells is greatly reduced. Mm. And those that are around are much less active. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yes, so avoiding sweet drinks, mm-hmm. avoiding alcohol, mm. and avoid smoking. Mm-hmm. Because the, the nicotine, the, the, the 3,000 other components in cigarette smoke mm-hmm. are very harmful for the immune system. Wow. Especially the lining of the respiratory tract. Mm-hmm. So that needs to be avoided. Um, there's other things, yes, um, cold, mm-hmm. you avoid getting a chill because getting a, getting cold, mm-hmm. drinking cold drinks. Oh, tell me more. Yes, cold, well, cold <laughs> drinks actually, <laughs> cold drinks uh-huh. reduce the amount of um, secretion of antibodies in the upper respiratory tract. Oh, wow, doc. Okay. okay. No, no, I'm just I'm just thinking of I, all I, the cold I, drinks I had this week. Uh, but I'm listening. Go I, ahead. I, I thought, I thought you were thinking of that, yes. So the cold drinks reduce the amount of mm. antibodies being produced in the upper respiratory tract linings. Mm-hmm. Also the activity of the white blood cells there. So it, it, it so it it actually is favorable for the reproduction of the virus. Okay. To use it to have to be exposed to the cold Mm-hmm. Really cold air being mm-hmm. inhaled mm-hmm. or cold drink being hot. Okay, got you, if got you. you. drink something, drink it cold, mm-hmm. a little bit more than room temperature, a little less than room temperature maybe, but certainly not ice cold. Okay, got you. We're talking about the coronavirus. We've looked at some of the symptoms. So we listed the runny nose, the sore throat, the headache, the fever, mm-hmm. the cough, the general uh, feeling of just being unwell. How is this virus transmitted? We, Based on your opening statements, you, yeah. you mentioned that it shifted from, <laughs> from animals to humans. But how is this transmitted, not only from that perspective, but also human to human? Well, as far as what we know... What you suspect now is that that is an airborne virus, Mm -hmm. which means that it is spread by particles from the respiratory tract, Mm -hmm. from the the mouth, nostrils, when you speak or when you sneeze or cough. Mm -hmm. Particles are in our breath. Mm -hmm. And these particles have small particles of moisture. Mm -hmm. And then the virus will be in these particles. For instance, sneezing. Mm Or coughing can send particles 12 feet away from us. Mm-mm. So I could just walk into it, Doc? 
you know. So, so if, if you, you see somebody to... down in, in a corridor, you know, walking toward, and the person is scoffing, you, uh-huh. you, you, you just, just stop, stop right wait, away. Hold your breath, cover your face, turn away, walk the other way. Uh-huh. But what if, let's say, somebody um, was standing in a general area, they coughed and they moved on, and I walked into the space? I mean, and you don't know. I don't know. And the particle is still suspended there for yes. a few minutes, 20 minutes, maybe. Mm. You know, yeah, that's a that's that's a can be a risk. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking at this article here published by the World Health Organization on um, how the virus is transmitted, and it's saying human coronaviruses most commonly spread from infected person to others through one, as you suggested, the air by coughing and sneezing. But two, listen to this one: close personal contact, such as touching. Or shaking hands. So, yeah, um, yeah just about in, to go there. In too. the context of us friendly people, loving church brothers and sisters, um, mm. <laughs> do we have to become unloving for this? Oh, well, we have <laughs> to sort of it. modify how we <laughs> greet each other. In it Jesus' might, name. It might mean elbow to elbow contact, <laughs> or um, maybe. I do not talk the a closed. Mm-hmm. A closed fist. A closed fist contact, maybe. <laughs> Um, yes, something that shows an awareness that, mm-hmm. sorry, I can't shake your hand. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, for the sake of um, being healthy, I guess it's, it will be understood in its context. We automatically extend and, and respond. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to take quite a bit of adjustment yeah. not to, to be 100% effective with that. So what if we touch an object or a surface with a virus yes. on it? Can we get it? Yes, it could, it could be transmitted to our, the hand. Uh-huh. So the, and that means that we need to be... The other very important way is, is the proper hand hygiene. Mm-hmm. Wash the hands, mm. especially from in public spaces, holding doorknobs, mm-hmm. handrails. The hand must be washed before eating. Hmm. I've seen people, I've seen it, and people in supermarkets testing fruit, which they probably shouldn't be doing anyway, mm-hmm. and taking one of these, whatever fruit oh. it is, and small fruit, maybe a grape, and pop it in their mouth. Uh-huh. And I thought, that wasn't washed, and the hand wasn't washed, and, and in the mouth, <laughs> it's, it's gone in the mouth. <laughs> Well, you know, friends, if you are just listening in, if you're just tuning in, we're having a conversation with Dr. Jerome Stern. He's a general practitioner and, of course, one of our leading advocates on using natural remedies to bring about healing. We're talking about the coronavirus. Yes, this virus that uh, we're all antsy about simply because it's very new. It actually started with animals and then spread from animals to human beings. And now we humans are contending with this virus and we hope it don't come to Jamaica. But if it comes and if we do travel out of the island, we need to, of course, know uh, how to protect ourselves against it or how to reduce the risks of the coronavirus. So, Doc, we looked earlier at some of the symptoms, some of the signs of the disease. We looked at how it's transmitted. We looked at what it is exactly. Let's jump now to some of the ways that we can reduce contracting this virus. So, you started by saying, you know, proper hygiene is critical. Washing your hands is important, especially after sneezing, coughing. What about if I help somebody to the hospital who has the virus? You know, I'm, I'm the good Samaritan today and I, 
I am putting on my, what do you call that? The face, face mask, mask thing. Yes. Um, so I'm protected in that way. Yes. I have to hold the individual to take them to the hospital. Um, ho- how do I protect myself against it? Well, well the face mask is a, a good attempt to try to block um, inhaling particulates mm-hmm. matter from the upper respiratory tract. Of course, if that face mask is not proper fitting, mm-hmm. air can get around the edges of it and mm-hmm. still inhale it. So one would have to be careful in fitting the mask that mm-hmm. it is the edges are properly applied to the surface of the face. Mm-hmm. So there's no open areas for air to get around it mm-hmm. inside there. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say don't over-challenge the use of it so or the mask by going off close to the person's face because, you know, it may just be that some very fine particles might get through. Mm, gotcha. So don't overchallenge the use of it. So still keep a reasonable distance from the person's face, really mm-hmm. speaking. But boy, Doc, you know, I'm, I'm listening and I'm saying there are some cases, of course, that will just, we may not be able to do that. I'm looking realistically. If a family member let's say one of my family members contracts mm. the, the virus and is unable to help themselves, I as the one who is able to, I, I might just have to make up my mind to catch it. Is that a bad uh, way of looking at it or is well, it realistic? Make up my mind to increase the risk, but not the risk that you increase risk might be not more than necessary. Right. And you still take some precautions mm-hmm. and don't get too cavalier about what, you, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You still be careful. Um... You can still be careful about it face-to-face being not so close. Okay, got you, got you. Is there an incubation period for this disease? If so, what is it? Yes. It's said to be 10 days, although sometimes symptoms might show up after two days. Mm-hmm. Then maybe two to 10 days. Okay. Period by, in which you know, the virus can be present in the system before symptoms show. Right. That's what incubation period means. You know, take, it's, it's taking time to multiply, mm-hmm. then to make its symptoms manifest in, mm-hmm. in the body. So that answers the question then of carrying the virus and not necessarily being aware. Um, yes. we, we've been told of some mortality rates. I think there's a mortality rate listed in yes, China. What, what was it? Is a, is a measure of, of how of risk of death from this thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it is said that to be 5%, that's the latest thing I, I saw, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and compared to 10% for the SARS virus, mm. 10 out of, uh, of 100, of course, mm. is estimated who would be at risk of dying. Mm-hmm. And in a population with a lot of elderly persons, oh, very young babies, and that, that's mostly where the, 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 the person most at risk. Mm-hmm. What are the chances, though, of recovery for those individuals who would have contracted? So let's look at two groups. We're looking at the, the most vulnerable, so that's um, the, the young, the extremely young, and, of course, the, the older persons mm. in our society, uh, versus those who are in relatively good health and without major um, medical um, yeah. conditions. Well, um, what I might say is that those are in relatively good health, mm-hmm. Uh, have a, a good chance of recovery. Mm. Okay, provided take you know you know precautions. I don't mean necessarily taking a drug, but doing things to enhance your immune system, getting of rest, mm-hmm. and as you mentioned before, avoiding cold drinks, cold baths, avoiding sugary stuff, mm-hmm. and, and alcohol, and smoking, or or polluted environments, smoke polluted environments. Mm-hmm. Well, for those ones, a little. 
the very young ones or the very elderly, mm-hmm. the caregivers could have to take extra efforts to enhance the immune system, of the, especially with babies, what to do. Yeah. And when you say little babies, bite, the, the, the newborns, newborns to about... The, the eight months old, six, mm-hmm. you know, those eight months and under. Mm-hmm. I should say that one thing you could do to enhance your recovery too is reduce your risk. Is it extra vitamin C? Right. In, when mm-hmm. it comes in your, f- your fruit juices and mm-hmm. maybe some extra vitamin C tablets as well, mm-hmm. along with your fruit. We're having a conversation with Dr. Jerome Stern. We're talking about the coronavirus, which originated uh, out of China. And um, I am just, I'm, I'm scanning through this document that the WHO has published um, Dr. Stern, and it says we are to avoid close contact with anyone who has flu-like symptoms or cold symptoms. So um, I, I think this is this is something that we really need to take seriously as a society. Um, we take it for granted that if somebody's coughing, oh, no, it's just my sinuses. Uh, we want to be very, very, we want to be on the safe, the safe side. Yes. Um, and so just for those of you who are tuning in who missed some of the signs and symptoms, uh, some of the symptoms associated with the coronavirus includes headache, uh, sore throat, coughing, um, shortness of breath, fever, chest pain, chills. You need to protect the eyes mm-hmm. because the mucosa, the, the, the lining of the eyes, that delicate viruses can, that one portal that mm-hmm. eye viruses can um, enter, enter, you know, mm-hmm. because the particles can lodge on the surface of the eyes and it's, it's moist mm-hmm. and they can multiply there and enter the system there. So, yes, mm-hmm. they, they, there ought to be some kind of face protection, like a visor mm-hmm. along with the face mask, especially people at high risk. Okay. Wow. So for our health workers, we want to ensure, too, that you are paying keen attention, close attention to, of course, this program. Palpitation is one of the symptoms. Well, like this is in more extreme cases. Breathing difficulties, pneumonia. I'm seeing here kidney failure. Is it that anybody, everybody who contracts the virus will have kidney failure or is it? I don't um, understand that, but I think persons who are borderline situations with the the kidneys, with the kidneys, who have Uh had some kidney condition Mm -hmm. and gets a fulminant case of the virus and the kidneys could be involved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, isolating the persons. So mm. Let's look at that. That's an important point you are raising here. With our hospital situations, as a medical practitioner, how do you think that we could have this issue? Res- I mean, are we able to facilitate a mass influx of persons who are sick? Are we able to treat them one? Are we able to house them too? What, how do you suppose we, we handle this, I mean, from your perspective? Well, I would imagine that there would have to be a, a site mm-hmm. where these persons are kept. Quarantined. Apart, quarantined, mm-hmm. kept from the general public for specified time. I think it's considered 10 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and that all the persons who are intended, these people are in contact with them, we have the face mask, the gloves, mm-hmm. you know, protective clothing available. And I, I know it can be a logistic headache mm-hmm. to supply food and clothing for them, but right. it's, I would imagine that maybe right now we are having some retreats or maybe mm-hmm. some planning sessions. planning sessions where people are dealing with brainstorming how to handle this, mm-hmm. where, who, you know, mm-hmm. how. 
Mm-hmm. Important concerns being raised here by Dr. Stern. It's a, it's a very important and relevant topic too right here on Healthy and Happy. Some of you are not quite familiar with the coronavirus. We're going to encourage you from this end here, from the Healthy and Happy perspective, to do your reading as best as you can. Try to ensure that you reduce your risk of contracting the virus. Remember what we said in the program. It is important for you to be sanitized as best as possible. You know, wash your hands with soap and water every opportunity that you get. Um, or use a hand-based, an alcohol-based hand rub. Remember to cover your mouth, cover your nose when you're coughing, when you're sneezing with tissue, or, yes. of course, um, flexed elbow. Avoid close contact, friends, with anyone who has flu-like or cold symptoms. And, of course, you know, we just we leave the rest into God's hands, you know, while mm. we're building our immune system. And we're doing everything in our power to ensure that we take care of ourselves by building our immunity. We we do all the right things and leave it to God. True. Did you mention that if I have this, it would be a good idea for me to put on a face mask? So, not, not so as to reduce my risk of spreading it to others. Oh, right. Yes, yes, so. yes. So we can cry out, lepo, lepo, unclean, unclean. Oh, oh lepo. <laughs> Oh, man, you know, Dr. Cherovster, yes. Dr. we were so delighted to have you on board today on our Healthy and Happy Ship. We learned so much about the virus, just chit-chatting with you about it. Thanks so very much for spending your time and, of course, your energies here for the last half an hour right here on your education and wellness station, NCUFM. We also want to thank in a very special way our engineer in studio, Elder Errol Vaz, our communication team. And, of course, on behalf of all those who make this production possible, Amadis Jonas Murphy reminding you that God is interested in our well-being. So do everything that you can to protect yourselves against this coronavirus. God bless you. Until next week, take care. May your struggle keep you near the cross and may your troubles show that you need God and may your battles in the way they should And may your bad days prove that God is good. And may your whole life prove that God is good. See, may your struggles keep you near the cross. And may your trust. Good.
Thank y'all so much for coming out. Come on, may your 